Welcome back to the Magic of the Spheres podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. If this is your first time here, I'm an evolutionary astrologer who writes weekly forecasts and teaches at monarchastrology.com. Today's episode is astrological. I got together with my friend Annalisa Six, a tarot reader and astrologer, and we spoke about some of the things she's learned from her Saturn return. You may recognize her from episode 12, where I had her on to share her story of sobriety, which as we uncovered more in this episode was related to the planet Saturn transiting through her 12th house. If that's jargon, I'm sorry. And if you're an astrology geek, then you know what I mean. The 12th house relates to intoxication and escapism, among other things, of course, and Saturn moving through that house would be a good time to curb those kinds of addictions. So if you aren't familiar with what a Saturn return is, it's when Saturn returns to the same place in the sky it was at your birth, which happens around every 28 years. At around age 28, it takes us into the passage of astrological adulthood. And again, around 59, it brings us into elderhood. And even another Saturn return happens around the age of 90. Saturn return is one of those things that people will often hear and know about, even if they don't know that much about astrology. And we might hear all sorts of narratives about it, but what is it? The Saturn return is a passage of maturation. And it's not necessarily a passage that we will get through with maturity. Not everyone answers Saturn's call. Answering the call of Saturn is about taking responsibility and accountability for our lives, which here in Annalisa's depiction comes with the connection of choosing not to be victimized, taking note of what is probably going to be difficult for us on the road ahead, and getting ahead of the obstacle or issue instead of being defeatist or just letting kind of the problem build and build without us ever addressing it. Whether or not we hold astrology self-referentially along the way of this passage of maturity, the Saturn return will naturally evoke feelings of recognizing limitation, such as limited energy, or even a more sober recognition of mortality, like we only have so much time here and what are we doing? And that limited energy could also be a sense of when we're younger, there's this natural sense of feeling like we could do anything. But as we get older and collect more experiences, there's a natural reconciliation of, well, what am I actually here to do with the time that I have and the resources that I've gained? What should I really devote and commit to? What's more realistic at this time? And realistic doesn't have to mean pessimistic. It just means taking into account limitations in a healthy way. This can inspire us to get serious about our calling and cut out the distractions and whatever ways we tend to waste time or waste our energy. We may begin to recognize that our problems are not going to magically solve themselves or be magically solved by anyone else, that we actually have to address certain challenges. Now, there's many archetypes It's not just Saturn. And I do talk quite a bit about enlisting the support of higher beings or prayer and grace. And so it's not just that magic doesn't exist or that things can't get better in a magical sense. There is a certain layer of reality where that is true, that we can be assisted and supported. But there's always some degree as well of personal accountability, even in the case of prayer It's taking the time and space to ask for help. Maybe that is a leap or that's some kind of maturation act for us to even invite that kind of help. I also had an experience. I remember when I first was starting a business that I would say all these mantras and pray for clients all the time. And after experimenting with that for a little bit, it occurred to me that while I very much believe in the power of prayer and prayers being answered, Maybe the universe would meet me at my efforts and that my responsibility in the situation was developing clearer 
communications about my offering or building a bigger audience or creating consistent content so that I could build that audience, etc. It was a mix of me doing something to empower myself and the universe helping. And Saturn is that part of us where it's like, what is your work? How is the universe kind of there waiting for you to do some work? Then it will help you. So just to clear that up. Leaning into Saturn is making the choice to lean into our responsibilities with an attitude that we are capable and will figure it out, and even that failure is okay. Saturn is where we work through a lot of our shame stuff, too. Not developing a relationship with Saturn would be blaming external circumstances or other people for the way that we feel or the way that our life is turning out. Choosing to feel oppressed by life and life's difficulties all the while ignoring our own complicity in the situation. Saturn return can be prepared for early, especially if you study astrology and know the archetype. Saturn returns often bring career developments such as significant success or public recognition for careers already in the making, or it could also be a promotion or landing a resonant job. The inner side of Saturn is our relationship to responsibility and inner authority, while the outer side of Saturn relates to how we participate in society and what kinds of roles we take in the world professionally. And of course, these two are very intertwined. If we're going to step it up in the public sphere, step it up in the world, maybe there's a sense of inner confidence or inner authority that has to rise as well. I met Annalisa during the beginning of her Saturn return, and I've continually come to appreciate her way of saying it how it is. Definitely check out episode 12 to hear more from her. Annalisa is full of wisdom, she's spiritually expansive, she's super fun, and she really holds it down on the earth plane. When we are students of astrology, tarot, or other symbolic languages, the following step is applying the knowledge, and it's a pleasure to hear in this episode how Annalisa applied her studies of astrology while living through the Saturn return. So with that, here's my conversation with Annalisa Six. Welcome back to the show, Annalisa. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So we're talking about your Saturn return today, which you're still in, right? Yeah, a little bit. I'm kind of moving away from it, but yeah, I'm on the like tail end. Cool. I'm really excited to hear about what you've learned from it. Before we dive into that, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, my name's Annalisa, and I'm um, a new student to astrology. I've been practicing astrology for two and a half years. I'm on my third year of study, and I do tarot and astrology readings at CosmicLadySix.com. And I have an Instagram account where I post weekly astro forecasts. So one wouldn't know that you're that new to astrology, It really like you have a lot of really great insights and it seems very embodied. And I think too, that the continuity that you bring to it, and it's like a daily practice for you and you see clients, like you do take it very seriously and it really shows. Thank you. Yeah. I have always had an interest in astrology since I was little. It was always kind of around me. So I feel like I've always, like I have kind of like a chest full of people's sun signs that I've known since I was little because I just was always interested in it. So I feel like when I decided to start studying astrology and I started seeing the way things had kind of unfolded in my life in relation to the sun signs that were in my life, that because I was always interested as like a hobby, I think it made it easier for me because I was like, oh yeah, I know an Aquarius who's like that, or I know a Pisces who's like that. Like I already kind of had that just from having like it be a hobby. So I think that helped me get into it in a more fast paced way, maybe. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so for the Saturn return, were you, you knew that your Saturn return was coming before you were in it. Yeah. And so that has influenced the transit. And I think it's a gift to really know about Saturn return and be able to experience it self-consciously. Um, What was your, well, actually, no, like, what is your perspective on the archetypal Saturn currently? I love Saturn. I'm one of probably the only people I know that, like, openly is like, hell yeah, Saturn. I'm that way. (laughs) Yeah, you and me, like, talking about it. I mean, I meet people that are like that, like, Capricorn dominant people tend to be a little more 
um, open to it as well. But I feel like when I read stuff online and I read stuff about Saturn, I'm always kind of like, Ugh, like I get kind of like, let's not talk about Saturn in such a negative way. Although I think when you get past the like clickbait astrology, it's not negative. It kind of talks about Saturn as like a wisdom archetype. And um, I like thinking of Saturn as this kind of like unfolding into wisdom like we're kind of moving towards the crone energy in our later saturn return and i look at the um i think the patriarchal energy that we often associate with saturn that's that boundary or that barrier is this saturn return that i just went through which was my you know second saturn return if we don't include being born as your first saturn so it's not a return, I guess. It's just Saturn. So this is your first Saturn return, right? So I feel like this Saturn return is about understanding the benefit of what that kind of more fatherly patriarchal structure is and the benefits of discipline and rules and boundaries. And that's kind of why people fear the Saturn return is because your 20s, you get to kind of go buck wild and explore and then when the Saturn return comes in it's like the hammer coming down and being like okay it's time to get serious and those lessons are the karmic lessons that you're supposed to be learning in this life really start to the effect of the cause starts to manifest I think and then I think once you kind of go through that you're working towards that wisdom state which is the crone and that's the second Saturn return so for me I think having that archetypal kind of way of looking at it has made me a lot more open to those lessons um, because I've had a really negative relationship to our current patriarchal structure. And so having kind of a lens to welcome certain things in a way like building credit and, you know, the man of our capitalistic society in a way that sometimes can stifle us from being successful because we're trying to resist it. There's also like a wisdom in learning the rules of the game so that you can break the rules. Like you have to learn the rules so you can break them. And I think that's what this Saturn return of like 28 to 30 is all about is learning the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there's, like the Saturn that is there objectively in a sense. And that's almost kind of like the Saturn that we might pray to get to know. And then there's the Saturn that's interpreted through the patriarchal lens and like the like tough love, even that kind of concept is a little bit like there may be a side of tough love that is truly benevolent in a Saturnian way. And there can also be a distortion um, that we call tough love that really isn't. So there's like different octaves, I think, and different understandings of Saturn and even how we can relate to the Saturn energy is like being grounded. And do we need to use control to be grounded? Do we have to like control other people to feel safe? Or do we have more of that inner authority that it's kind of like a grandmother tree energy. Yeah. So very Saturn. Totally. So what do you think the wisdom of Saturn is? Discipline. Like I would think that um, having kind of like that grounded container to operate from is what I see the wisdom of Saturn. Because I think when you think of planets like Jupiter or Uranus or Mars, you know, it's very expansive or driven and it's fast, right? Like fire sign energy can be very fast where we're just kind of wanting to explore and there's no boundary. We're just go, 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 go. Immutable energy is kind of like that. Like it wants to expand in everything and that can be chaotic. Like the artist that doesn't have a disciplined structure to create tends to get lost and is a mess and, you know, it's kind of all over the place. So the benefit of Saturn is kind of taking all that chaotic energy and creating a container and like honing it in so that you can actually create something in a way that is beneficial. And um, I think Saturn also, one of the other parts of that wisdom is discernment. And so having a healthy level of discernment on how to channel more of those creative or influential forces of your life. And so it's not about blocking or stifling those forces. It's about grounding them so that you can actually do something with them that um, will end up serving a higher purpose, which is that Jupiter kind of principle, which I like that dance between Saturn and Jupiter when we think about it in an archetype sense because you know if jupiter 
is just constantly exploring and seeking and not creating any kind of discipline within the structure. How is that beneficial to the karmic influence, like the cause and effect? And I feel like Saturn has more of that like karmic hammer of like, you know, be careful where you shoot the arrow because there is going to be, you know, a consequence and Saturn is the consequence. And so I feel like when we embrace Saturn, we're thinking about the consequence. We're thinking about, the container and the barrier rather than just our own will or need to explore. If that makes sense. That makes total sense. And it seems too that, I mean, consequence can be our friend if we understand how to work with consequence and it is more of the kind of childish side pre Saturn return, right? Where it's like, you don't care about the consequences and you don't ever expect them to catch up to you. And then when you're operating from a Saturn oriented reality, or you have a stronger relationship to the archetype, there's a, a kind of keen awareness that actions do have consequences and therefore you're discerning about what you do and how you use your energy. Totally. I love it. (laughs) So how did you prepare for this Saturn return and what were your thoughts going into it? Yeah. So I didn't really know exactly what was going to happen, but I'll kind of like say what was in my chart and how I found out about it. So um, I had my chart read um, in December of 2016. It was December 10th of 2016. And the year prior to that, In December of 2015, the year that Saturn entered Sagittarius, I claimed sobriety for the first time. And Saturn was just starting to enter the orb of influence um, to my ascendant. And so it was passing through my 12th house and then kind of starting to get towards that ascendant energy. And I didn't know that during the time. This is like pre having my chart read, but basically everything that's associated with Saturn 12th house themes of like, especially in Sagittarius of like your values on a deep level are starting to matter in the world. And that discernment and that consequence of your life is starting to become more present in the self-awareness. And so it was kind of like this, I remember like, I kind of had this deep feeling of fear around me as an old person, which is interesting because we think about Saturn as the crone. And so I started actually thinking about my mortality in a way I'd never thought about where I didn't, I, there were some people in my life too, that were getting cancer and certain consequences of their lifestyles were catching up to them. And I saw myself in that. And I was like, I need to start thinking about this. I need to start thinking about what I'm doing in my life. And so I, um, claimed sobriety and, didn't know anything about Saturn or where it was in that sense. Then a year later in the same month where Saturn was even closer to my ascendant, I went and had my chart read for the first time, my natal chart read. And um, I think it was in that reading or it was a reading after that, that I had with my teacher where she saw that my Saturn was in Capricorn. I was about to have my Saturn return. And she saw that, you know, because of my Saturn being in its, happy place of Capricorn and also making some positive aspects in my chart that she was like, I don't think your Saturn return is going to be quite as like hard for you as it is for other people. And so in my chart, I have Saturn at seven degrees in the first house. Um, I have Uranus also there at one degree and Neptune at nine degrees. So Saturn is conjunct Neptune and Saturn is also making a trine to Mars and Virgo. So I have an earth trine between um, Mars and Saturn in Capricorn and Virgo first house and ninth house, which is very good for lighting my path on fire into astrology because it's like the first house self-discovery into the ninth house of like higher learning and applying myself to this. So um, that was when I was made aware of the Saturn return. And then I started researching Saturn in Capricorn and what that is as an archetype in terms of Capricorn energy, which when I found out that my first house had a lot of Capricorn energy, I was very confused because I'd say Capricorn is the sign I probably always understood the least or had the least identity with. And so when I started studying Saturn, that's why too, like the Saturn as an archetype of just patriarchy, I kind of 
don't like to resonate with only because I think Capricorn has so much more to it than just it's a yin sign. It's yeah, funny. exactly. And so, and also I was in a nine year that year, which is the crone card, the hermit card. And it's, that's a Virgo card, but it's also has that, you know, wisdom principle. So I thought that was really interesting. And what about Saturn? So you're a rising Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. What did you feel was the impact of Saturn crossing your ascendant? I feel so that was let's look at the dates when that was around. So when I went and had my chart done, it was December 10th of 2016. And Saturn was um, at eight degrees Sagittarius. And my natal Saturn is seven degrees of Capricorn. And so that seems pretty significant to me. And then moving forward into the year um, in January, which is when I decided that I wanted to study astrology. And I was like, I'm, I mean, I, I kind of decided after that chart reading that I wanted to, but January 2016 was when I was like, this is what my life is going to be. Like, I feel like I found my life purpose, essentially. And I see Saturn as like a karmic planet in that way where it kind of aligns us with um, things like that kind of, you know, cause and effect of things that are happening in our lives. And so for me, Saturn crossing the ascendant, I feel like I kind of owe to putting me on the path that I feel like I was supposed to be on. And it started when it was crossing the ascendant. That's awesome. And that makes sense too, of like Saturn crossing the ascendant and Saturn being the first house or like seeds that are being planted for the next 28, 29 year cycle. Right. Super cool. And I feel like Sagittarius energy too is like that higher learning. So it's like, of course, I was going to end up dedicating myself to the spiritual practice of some sort while that was happening. And also sobriety when Saturn was in the 12th house and the 12th house relating to drugs and escapism and intoxication. So yeah. And Saturn's like, you are not doing this anymore and you're creating a structure and a discipline around clearing all of that away. And it, that's kind of also too talking about like Saturn with Jupiter. If we think about Sagittarius as that Jupiter energy and Saturn coming in, it's like harnessing and channeling that higher energy into something that can be productive, if that makes sense. It does. And it's cool to hear how your Saturn return was preceded by certain positive decisions that were making space for you to get more serious and like more grounded in what you're doing. And I think also that um, I'm remembering when I was 21 and having the it's at 21, you have a Uranus square to natal Uranus and also Saturn square to natal Saturn. Mm. And that I had this overwhelming sense of like needing to organize my life or like contain some of my talents. Like they felt like maybe diffuse. Mm. And it was like, these are the things I'm good at. How can I design and structure a life so that I get to do these things and also be paid for them so that I have the time and space to do the things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Saturn, that's the structure, the container so that we can actually live up to our excellence. Like if we don't have the time and space and the conditions to follow our purpose, then we're going to be doing something else and not what our purpose is. Yeah, totally. So I feel grateful that I felt or I listened to that call, I guess, because I feel like not everybody does. Some people really are resisting that internal push. And it was so strong when it was getting, you know, into that part of my chart that I just felt like I had had those thoughts so many times. There's so many times I had tried to be sober. So many times I had tried to study spirituality and tarot and astrology. And it just never, I didn't have the discipline. I did not have the discipline to do it. I was too young. My ego was too rampant. I wanted to have fun. I didn't want to do any serious stuff. I just wanted to make money and screw off. And it was like, as soon as Saturn got into this space, it was like all of a sudden that ability to dedicate myself and hunker down was there. And I also, you know, this is a cool way of looking at the barrier of Saturn on the ego as we see the ascendant as part of the ego, right? It's like the mask that we wear and it's the self and the way that we project ourselves. It's a sun energy. And the sun is always associated to that like outward masculine egoic expression. And Saturn coming there is kind of like stifling that expression a little bit and restructuring it. And so I felt that way. I felt like the way that I had expressed myself in the past wasn't working anymore. Like it just wasn't going to work anymore. And I didn't feel 
comfortable or confident wearing that mask in the same way. So it almost came in and kind of like created a barrier on how I felt comfortable expressing myself. And then through that, I found a new way to relate to myself. And, you know, once it kind of moved away from that area, that self was feeling confident. Like it was feeling more like here I am, like here's the real me underneath Mm. all of that. So it's like a positive way to look at the plug like on the self. And it it fortified yourself too. Cause I think Saturn even can be the mask that we wear. It's like the Mm. repressed self or it's like a heightened, like embodied authoritative self. Um, so what happened? What do you feel like are the events that characterized your Saturn return? Yeah. So previous to all that, I was kind of like feeling once I learned about the Saturn return, I was kind of like, oh, well, I just went through the hardest part, which was the Saturn on the ascendant. And so when I started reading about the first house in Capricorn, I was kind of seeing my workaholic part of myself in that because I definitely am a workaholic and I love being productive and that Capricorn energy is very rampant for me. But um, the other mutable parts of myself that are very messy and like to procrastinate or like to avoid certain things that we would look at as like the the man, you know, like building credit or paying my bills on time or, you know, having like a structured financial kind of view. And I had a really negative view on money and like, I've always loved to work, but I've always had a really negative view on our capitalistic structure. And so that's always been really conflicting for me where it's like, I don't have any victimization about having to go to a job and be productive, but I have victimization about having to conform to the systems in place in order to be successful. Like I, the idea of having to have debt has always freaked me out and I always avoided that. And so basically all these like boring things, like mundane things that just didn't interest the Sagittarian Piscean personality that I have, I realized that if I didn't lean into that and start getting in front of those things and taking those things seriously, that that was going to be my Saturn lesson. Like I just knew like you're going to be faced with a bunch of boring mundane parts of being an adult that are not going to be fun for you. So you need to just learn how to love it. You need to learn how to love building credit. You need to learn how to love playing the game and not feeling victimized by having to do it. And so I kind of just got my head in that space And within two years, I built credit. I bought my dream car. We bought property in Joshua Tree, which I feel like was totally Saturn return. Like buying physical land, you know, felt very like something I didn't think I was going to do in two years. Like from when the Saturn return started versus now being at the ending, it's like my whole life completely changed and my perceptions of my life changed. And so my income increased. We moved into a house that we had been in an apartment. We were like stuck in an apartment for a really long time. And it was like all these fears that I had had, which are also like related to Saturn around, um, the financial security and being able to provide for myself and, you know, being a successful adult have just been completely wiped away. Like I'm not the same person I was at 25, 26 that I am going into 30. And it's because I just leaned into it. Like I just surrendered and was like, okay, like you're just going to learn this. And I did and it worked. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) That's amazing. How do you feel like you leaned into the Saturn stuff? Like how did you get your head in the game? Like you made the decision, but what was the, the process to... Well, uh, luckily for me, I'm partnered with somebody that's seven years older than me. And so we're kind of in like a equivalent seven year cycle, but it's a little bit separate. And so he was kind of the activator in my life in terms of like, he started doing this stuff in his own life. And I basically had the um, choice to feel victimized and to lean on him and let him figure it out and me just be kind of the woman in the mix that lets my husband take care of everything and doesn't do anything. Or I had the opportunity to learn from him and decide that he was going to be my vessel for Saturn, essentially, like my husband's figuring all this stuff out for himself. And I'm going to be empowered and not just lean on my husband, I'm going to do it for myself, too. And so I 
kind of was like, okay, like, how do I... Because I was intimidated by him with that stuff. Like, he was starting to build credit. He went and bought a car. He moved us into this house. He was activating all of these things and leveling us up in that way. And I was still kind of like... I don't know if I'm ready for this, you know, like this is freaking me out, but I saw it with that Saturn return as being relevant. And so I was kind of like, okay. And looking at, if we're going to look at my chart on a whole, I have my South node in the eighth house and my North node in the second house. And so if I think about my South node as like, I'm trying to, I'm supposed to not be codependent in the shared resources way. I'm supposed to learn how to find empowerment in the material and in my ability to provide for myself and in with the second house North node. And so I also had that in my head while I was watching this where I was like, I easily could have seen myself be in the South node with this, where I just kind of inherit all this stuff through my partner and his success and his work, or I could, you know, Saturn is also ruler of my North node being an Aquarius. So I could see, you know, this is just an opportunity for me to learn through him. And so that's what I did. And I, um, I just would kind of ask him like, okay, well, how did you do this? And I talked to my family about it. And I, I wouldn't say it was always supportive. Like, I don't think I, there's kind of that thing where sometimes people are condescending to you and you have to kind of, there was a lot of times where I questioned whether or not I would be able to do it too, just because of how I was being talked to about it. And then I would sit, it was always kind of this funny thing where I'd be talked to like, Oh, it's going to be so hard and it's going to take all this time. And then I just go do it and it would be easy and it was fine. And I was like, I don't know why there's so much, you know, drama around this, but essentially like I, we just kind of made a plan over the next two years of what we wanted our life to look like. And we made a list of like, what does that look like? Like, what do we have to do to make that happen? And I just did it. Like I just made, you know, okay. I put my calendar on this day or going to the bank and you're doing this and I would just go and I do it. And I'd have all of those like same feelings of what it felt like to do homework. I didn't want to do. And I'd have all this fear, like turning in the assignment or, you know, all that kind of stuff with the money. And, you know, the whole month that I was buying my car was a mess. Like I was just a night, a nightmare person to deal with and shopping for the car and all of that. But it was like, afterwards, I was like, wow, the strength that I have after facing those things is like, I never would have had that had I not, you know, gone through that. But the perceptions I had around it were hardwired into me at a young age to be very like fearful and resistant towards it. So I just forced myself to do it. (laughs) It's just like, you're doing it. (laughs) It sounds like a rebirth. Yeah, it totally was. really awesome. And the The condescension thing also stuck out to me because it's really interesting with Saturn, we're developing our authority. And so in that process of like the authority that you were building was probably nascent or something. And like you're aware of it and it's starting to come to the surface, but you're getting that like condescension reflection back. It's Saturn. Yeah, Yeah. it totally is. Yeah. The father that like you know, you can't do it or, you know, the yeah. Or it's like, you're cute. You're mm-hmm. trying. Let me show yeah. you how to do it. Totally. <laughs> and it was so frustrating. And I had that like with, I had a lot of perceptions about myself that I think the Saturn cycle just kind of wiped away where it was like, I'm a, I'm a woman. So people perceive me in this way and I'm, they perceive me as not like I, when I went to the bank to build my credit, the man that was helping me kept making comments about my husband being like the man of the house and me depending on him. And it was weird because the branch was ran by a woman, like his boss was a woman and I was sitting in there and I was just getting dealt with in this way where I felt frustrated. Like I felt like that Saturn patriarchal association was happening to me through all of that. And I just remember getting on the phone with my husband and just being like, he's sitting here acting like I'm totally dependent and like, I'm just a housewife and it's not even the reality. And it was so like those kind of things that are indoctrinated into certain parts of our culture came out so much during this cycle. And as a woman having a Capricorn Saturn return, it felt like that was a huge theme for me was finding almost my own manhood and proving that to people that just because I'm in this physical form of this female doesn't mean that you get to treat me that way or talk to me that way, or that it's even real in terms of what I can do in my life. And when I bought my car and 
had the whole experience I had with that. And I drove it home. I even had that kind of relationship with my husband about my car. Like I had my dream car for two years and I was talked to about it. Like I was like, it was a pipe dream. And I was like this, yeah, like even by my family, you know, like my own father was just very like, why do you want that car? It's stupid. Like, you know, I just had all these kind of men in my life that were making me feel that way. And I just was like, you know what? I'm self-employed. I'm my own boss. Like the there's no limit to how much money I can make. I've been spending the last year and a half building my credit. I'm going to go and I'm going to buy this car. And I went and I bought the car and I, it was crazy. Like I didn't even know that it was possible, but when I came and drove that car around the corner and saw the look on my husband's face and he just like got in it, I was like, yeah, what now? (laughs) And it's changed my life. Like the way in which my husband and even my father have dealt with me after like me empowering myself in this way is totally different. Like I'm not being talked to like with the amount of fear or skepticism and there's not as much condescending language. It's very much like, okay, like you've arrived and you're going to get what you want and you're going to make it happen. And I, throughout the process worked really hard on kind of like squashing every man in my life that was trying to be that way with me. And even my neighbors across the street, her women were like, Oh, did your husband buy you your car? And it's like, of course my husband and I sharing an income makes things possible for both of us, you know, but I was like, no, like I bought this car for myself. And I was just like, why is everybody, even the progressive people are like looking at me like I'm just this like flailing, dumb housewife. It's like I work six days a week, 10 hour days. I'm self-employed. Like, you know, I and Saturn for me has empowered me. Like it's made me kind of be like, I'm owning my Saturn and I'm owning Saturn in my life. And I'm not letting the shadow aspect of Saturn, which would be all of that, like oppression, like be that way for me. If anything, I'm like owning it and I'm creating my own of that in my life. And so for me, feeling inspired and motivated to talk to you about Saturn return is like, you're about to embark on your Saturn return and Saturn's been going through your 10th house, which is awesome. And I feel like talking to you is exciting for me because it's like, I feel very much like that was so empowering for me as a woman to go through that I feel like if I have anything to say to anyone that's about to go through their first Saturn return, I would say whatever you don't feel empowered in, in your life that has felt like that block or that stifling force of feeling like you're embarrassed or not good enough, or you have like a fear to express yourself. That's the point of this is you're supposed to find that wound and you're supposed to overcome it and step into your power and your authority. And it's not about necessarily breaking the barrier so that you're just crazy and running rampant. It's so that you're creating what discipline in your life and what empowerment in your life looks like. And then you're kind of showing that to those around you, like, look, I've arrived and I've gone through some shit. So back off, you know, (laughs) like that's how I feel about it. So I feel like, like people in our age group that are about to go through it, shouldn't fear it. You should stop being a 20 something year old and get excited about getting to be in control of your life and learning the ways in which to empower yourself because it feels really good to not be afraid of the man or the system and to be like, no, I've learned this and I'm going to own it and I'm going to dominate it and I'm going to wreck it, you know, (laughs) like I'm going to do it from the inside or whatever. Yeah. It's so developmentally important. And I also, I want to go back to what you're talking about with victimization. That feels like a really important point. And just what do you mean about like, how do you recognize that you're in a victim state and what do you do when you're in that position? Yeah, I think that um, I could simplify it for I think our like millennial generation, the way that I would speak to it is if you feel victimized by having to do mundane tasks, which means like getting up and cleaning your room or paying your bills or going to a job, if those things feel hard and you have this like gut wrenching, like feeling every time you have to do something that's practical or that's helpful in the earthly realm, I think that's a huge indicator that you need to walk through Saturn because when you are in a healthy relationship to Saturn, 
you don't feel victimized or frustrated by going grocery shopping or tying your shoes or cleaning your house. Like you're just like, I'm an adult and I just do this and it's normal. And I know for me, like pre Saturn going over my ascendant, I would feel so victimized by doing the dishes, you know, like the dishes would be in the sink full and I would have like a total existential crisis about being human and having to do things in the material, you know, or like caring about my health or um, just basic stuff. And I just, there was this kind of like thing that happened during all of this where I just realized that that was such an annoying energy to possess about anything. And I'm just like, why am I trying to make things that I'm just always going to have to do into this whole emotional process? And I just got really practical, like Capricorn, and very just like, you know, detached like Aquarius about having to do mundane stuff. And it made my life better, like just not giving that much emotional awareness or insight to something that mundane, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And it's really interesting, actually, where like when I first started studying astrology at the like evolutionary astrology depth, and I learned about Saturn, I started to realize that cause and effect wasn't contained to just part like if I clean my room, my room will be clean. Like it wasn't just that linear. It was also like, if I clean my room, why my life will be in better order. Yeah. But there was this holistic cause and effect that would occur. And feeling victimized by mundane tasks is something that I feel like I still am working through. Like there's a lot of mundane tasks, especially work related that I don't feel victimized about. But I started to notice that with the dishes in the sink or something like that, the Saturn voice in me will look at that and be like, if you don't clean that up, who will? Like either my housemates will. So I'm just swapping off the responsibility to someone else. But let's say it's a mess in my room. I can just like look at it or like when I come home with bags, cause I just bought something and I just like put the bags somewhere and don't unpack them. It's just like, they're just going to sit there until I do something about it. And so I started to think about it in terms of, um, that like, why are you avoiding this basic task? Like you're going to feel like shit five hours from now when there's a few other tasks around the house that you've just avoided. And now you have this whole mountain of stuff to do that you wouldn't have had to do if you had just done all those things all along. And I think that there's like a child mind where as a kid, you can make a mess and in a lot of cases, there's just people around you who clean it up for you. And as you get older, you realize that, you know, things are going to catch up on you. And I think that there's layers of it too, right? Like I do yoga or exercise every day because I saw people who are elderly, like having all these health problems or, you know, being afraid of falling. And if they fall, they're going to break a bone and like, be in a hospital for the rest of their lives. And I was like, I never want to have that. Like I want to have really strong muscles throughout my whole life. So I'm going to work out every day, you know? So like those little things, but just lately as like Saturn has been getting closer to my Saturn return sign, I've been extra aware of like, why did I leave a mess? Like, yeah, I was going to clean that up. Totally. And that's also like, you're saying the cause and effect of like the bigger picture of the karmic energy that you're creating around yourself. And I was kind of pointing to millennials, like in our generation, because there's so much victimization in our generation. There's a lot of talk about trauma and healing, but there's not a lot of talk about accountability and responsibility. And I think that's because a lot of our generation sees Saturn as a barrier versus a helper. And I think- Or they haven't gotten to the Saturn return Or they haven't gotten to the Saturn (laughs) return yet. But I know people that don't study astrology that are totally- not in this world and they went through their Saturn return. It came and went and they're still having a hard time. You know, that is the thing about Saturn though. It's like, you don't have to take the opportunity right. to grow. Or, yeah. And then it gets hard, that cause and effect. If you study karma, it's believed that the less ignorant you are, the harder the consequence. So the more self-aware you become about the things that you're avoiding, the harder the lessons of Saturn in that way become. So if you're like, okay, I know 
I'm at the age now where I know that this needs to be something that I fix, but you don't, then, you know, it'll manifest into that pendulum and that hammer coming down harder every time you repeat the pattern that your intuitive awareness is trying to pull you away from. And so that's something I think that should motivate or inspire people to lean into Saturn is like, if you feel this intuitive pull during your Saturn return that something needs to stop, just you're not going to have it all figured out in those two years. But when you're making the steps towards figuring it out, that's going to help align you to what you're supposed to be doing that will kind of create that wisdom self, you know, because we still have another Saturn return we're trying to get to. So I feel like you're just not trying to resist whatever's trying to unfold. And you just look to the house, right? That your Saturn return is happening in and then what the other things are happening to kind of see what your personal lesson is because everyone's is different. So for me, having it in Capricorn and in the first house with my Mars, you know, in aspect, I feel like mine was very much about discernment and applying myself to my studies in whatever way I was going to find myself through the Sagittarius set up beforehand. And then um, being in Capricorn, you know, I see Capricorn as mundane tasks. Like I see Capricorn very much as like what we do in the physical, our relationship to money and success and our relationship to health, our physical bodies and how we're actively, you know, and especially with my Mars, it's like how I'm actively doing that in the world. And so that seemed like a very uh, obvious lesson for me that I was learning in my Saturn return. But for you, with yours being your 10th house setting up the stage and then your 11th house being the return, I think that's going to be a lot more focused on you in the world. Mine was a little, mine was the world in the ninth house sense, but it obviously like it became more introverted of a period for me. I just like hunkered into my studies and learned a bunch of stuff. Like I learned how to deal with my money better. I learned how to deal. I learned astrology, you know, like that was huge. And for you, it's like, you already have kind of done that study. Like you just graduated and that Saturn already went through your ninth house. You know what I mean? So now you're in this like career place of like developing yourself. Yeah. Saturn in the ninth is actually when I learned evolutionary astrology. That's amazing. That's so cool. Or it could have been the tail end of the eighth at least in the ninth is when I started like practicing it as like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my vocation. But Saturn in the eighth was like, that was my dark night of the soul stuff. And like the second episode of this podcast and my family thinking I was crazy and just like, that's amazing. That's so (laughs) So, cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, Was there anything that happened with your Saturn return that you didn't expect or that surprised you? And though Saturn's not the most surprising planet, I feel like Uranus is more of that. Yeah, but Saturn was hitting Uranus in the beginning. I'm trying to think, like my natal Uranus. So it's like they did kind of come into the mix together. And then I have Uranus trining my Saturn right now. You're part of this like really interesting generation by having that triple conjunction. Yeah. Of Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. And also I had wanted to pick up a thread of what you were saying earlier like that condescension thing really struck me because um, I remember like when I was establishing my business and I was like coming out into the world every day as like, I'm a business owner, like I'm an astrologer and I would like proclaim what I was doing to people that I got a lot of those kinds of reactions. And sometimes the people that I needed to get help from like professionals or like people at the bank, like I felt that I would have to get what I needed from them and show up with as much integrity as I could. And like part of the Saturn lesson was not getting so triggered or angry that I didn't go through with the responsible thing, even though I felt myself being handled or condescended to. And that karma seemed to lift. Like I feel generally respected by a lot of people. And just when I'm going out in the world, I feel like I receive an energy of respect from people. But I remember that emergence process of like feeling like everyone's treating me like a kid and I'm just trying to start a business, like leave me alone or help me, you know? I totally relate to that. Yeah, for sure. So after going through all of this, um, are there some key ways that your perception of Saturn changed? 
Yeah. I think everything we talked about, I think before when I first started reading about Saturn, the first Saturn book or anything about Saturn I read was Liz Green's that is Saturn. A good one. Yeah. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit because of the way that it's written and when it was written. And I think I had a lot more of a negative viewpoint of Saturn when I read that book versus how I feel now. And that's kind of why I wanted to do the podcast with you is because I don't feel like I feel like if I was me talking to me back then saying you're going to go through all this stuff, but it's all going to work out. I feel like the ignorance that I had two years ago about it, I would hear what I'm saying and still be afraid. Like I would still have fear and be like, oh my gosh, but I don't want to go through all you that stuff. You have to stuff. walk through the portal, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like there's nothing I can say that's going to get rid of the fear of whatever the lessons are. All I can say is that it's worth it. And everything that you feel that sucks, it does like, it feels so much better once you've just conquered it. It's that sense of you have to lean in, right? Cause it's yeah. like the problem. I feel like Saturn has such an energy around inevitability where like it is reality that is meeting you in your face. And if you don't address it, it's going to address you. So you may as well build a good relationship to it. You need to post that quote on Instagram. <laughs> if you're not going to address it, it'll address you. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to sum it up. And I think you just can't, you can't escape it, right? Like if I had tried to not get sober during that beginning, the lessons of whatever I was going to need to learn to get sober, I mean, it, it, they were already starting to happen. So it would have just gotten more like that. Right. I think learning about Saturn early on, like I learned about Saturn at like 22, basically, mm -hmm. and like a deep, like very meaningful rendition of Saturn. So not like a, like a fearful one, but like a very expanded vision of Saturn. And it made me inspired to do the right thing or to like seek integrity and to like consider that my cons like my actions have consequences and then those consequences create realities to which then I'm inhabiting, to which then I'm making more choices, which accrue more consequences. And so it's this very like process oriented thing where if you do the right thing over and over again, you're enhancing your life in the long term. And Saturn almost even slows down time for us. So we mm -hmm. have those moments of getting to decide to do the right thing too, which I like about it. Some of the other or planets have a faster energy to them, like, and you can make mistakes more quickly. Like Saturn definitely has longer acting consequences, but at least it slows down time. So you can think about what you're going to do and be deliberate and then make those choices. Yeah, totally. Sweet. I'm excited for your Saturn return. I can't Thanks. wait. <laughs> I mean, hopefully I'll still be podcasting. I I plan on it, but yeah. I can talk about it self-consciously while it's happening. I can't wait to hear about it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your Saturn return experiences with us. And also for anyone listening who's going through or approaching a Saturn return, it is a really good idea to see an astrologer. People can work with you, right? Yeah, I love talking about this stuff, specifically Saturn return stuff now that I've been through it. So I feel like I'm super into it. So how can people get in touch with you? Um, I'm on CosmicLady6.com or you can send me an email at CosmicLady6 at gmail.com. Okay, and Instagram? at Cosmic Lady 6. Cool. All right. Check her out, everyone. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Serena. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and feel more empowered about the Saturn archetype as you go along your way. May you have a blessed day. Mm -hmm.